Hello, my name is John Brink and we are podcasting on the brink from downtown Prince George, the capital of Northern BC, an absolute fabulous day in Northern BC. And for all of those people from around the world, and we have them watching from one end to the other, if you decide to go on a holiday, consider Canada. If you go to Canada, go to BC and especially Northern BC. Absolutely unbelievable. Today's a special day. I have a couple of special people here, friends for that matter, that I've known for a while. And uh, the names are Kendall uh, Kershaw and then Tyler Sanchez. Welcome to the show. Hello. Yes. So Thanks good for to having be us. Here. This is awesome. <laughs> now, we've known each other for a while. Indeed. And uh, in particular, uh, Kendall, and I've known obviously Tyler alongside of her. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so how I know Kendall is that we started to know each other when we were working out in the gym. And then this must have been in 2017, yep. 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, uh, I can say this uh, without, you know, your, your age, but you think were around 17. Yeah. And, the, and, and I probably was 70, you know, <laughs> something in that area. And, uh, and, and we got to know each other fairly well. And then we were both competing for the, what was the name of the show here that we did in Northern uh, BC? That was Iron the provincials North. that yeah. we were competing for. Yeah. yeah. But first we were here, uh, I had to compete and the local one to yeah to, the pg iron ore yeah yeah pg iron ore and we were also a sponsor of that yeah. and uh, that was my first time that i uh you know was on stage mm. now that's quite intimidating really. <laughs> at yeah. 77 your first time right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh, you know for all of those that uh, don't fully understand maybe with all due respect that but uh, this all entails is uh, in my category uh, you know, it would be uh, uh, bodybuilding and physique, and it'd be the age would be 50, I believe, and older. Mm -hmm. And I already was close to 70. It could be my kids for all intents and purposes. <laughs> anyway, I was lucky enough to get, come in second in bodybuilding, third in physique, mm -hmm. and that qualified me then for the provincials. Mm -hmm. And that was, was that the following year then in 2017? Yeah, mm -hmm. that would have been that spring in May, um, 2017. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you were also competing in bikini, uh, you know, in the provincial. Yeah. And that was at the Pacific, but how did you call the big building there? Uh, we the, stayed at the Pan Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's where the host hotel was at the Pan yeah. for that. Were one. you dead in China? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was there helping out and managing this one. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 He makes you already there. guys, you were already a couple then. Oh yeah. 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 And you knew each other already for a long time and you were quite involved in, oh, yeah. in, yeah. in the gym as well. So we went there. What I found amazing, yeah, there must have been 250 athletes there. Mm -hmm. All of them belong there. Yeah. There was no question about it, mm -hmm. you know, both female and male in the, all the different categories. And uh, you were competing in bikini in your category. And then I was in the uh, bodybuilding and physique in my category. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so now for those of you that sometimes watch it maybe, but this all involves 
is a long, long time of training to get ready for it, not only physically get to the training. I had been training for probably close to seven, eight years or so. Mm-hmm until somebody at one point said to me, have you ever thought about competing? Mm-hmm. And then it took probably another three or four years before I, c- I could start showing here locally. Now there's something about that, but, you, but they do, especially for an old guy like me at 70 and all my friends are in the audience here and I'm standing there in my little, how do you call that? My little brief. Uh, You're posing shorts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Shorts, you know, it's just quite intimidating in a way. But, I got through that part and then you get tanned and you get ready and then by the time I got to Vancouver, you know, it uh, was quite impressive, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing all the uh, athletes there competing in different categories. We were, and I believe you were as well, we were lucky enough to uh, uh, qualify for competing on the national level which then would also allow us to compete at the Arnold's. Yeah, depending yeah. on the placing there at that yeah, show. Yeah, on the placing. And I placed that way and I, I, I was then allowed to compete at the Arnold's. Yeah, move up to the next step. And, and Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, so what an experience. Mm-hmm. And then ever since that time, then from 2017 forward, then... I kept competing and, and training, so did you. Mm-hmm. And, and you want again to compete in Eastern Canada, I believe. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So generally I like to, I've been competing most recently in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to, I had been working towards my pro card. So um, yeah. trying to get my, what's called an IFBB pro card. I, I really enjoy the show. Um, over in the east versus the one here in the west because it's really big and right. it's just cool because you get to see people from all over the world and stuff like that so yeah and that was in montreal or there toronto was toronto yeah and and if you say for the, our guests that are watching this if you say you're competing for your pro card what does that mean uh to become a professional athlete in the sport of bodybuilding so okay. essentially it just um it's an interesting thing. Often what it means is that you can kind of start doing that more full-time. So I'm able right. to, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot uh, more payment opportunities, more sponsorship opportunities. So you opportunities. get recognition then? Yes. Yeah. So once once you get to the pro level, that's when the uh, top, usually three to five places, will have cash rewards. Okay. And then on top of that, you can start getting more sponsorships and stuff oh, like yeah. that. We yeah. did decide not to, com- well, I decided um, not to compete um, though, because I'm kind of deciding to move in a different direction and focus more on my clients' and trying to help other people. I found that while I loved bodybuilding for a few years, I stopped wanting to work towards that. Um, the goal of, and, and while I love the sport, don't get me wrong, and I think yeah, it's yeah. fabulous, but um, I found that I want to be able to help other people either achieve that or other goals that they're looking to in their in their health and fitness so for yeah. instance with you and we bodybuilding is how we started but then it kind of became more important talking about like how we were going to be able to recuperate old injuries and traumas and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and then you started the company or you guys started the company the little fit company yes so when did that happen when you guys started that company we did the little fit company i would say actually in 2017 would have been yeah that yeah. early already yeah yeah, yeah. so and and, and so now you much further than that and you have your own place and your own studio but how we when you when you started it off 
was it mainly in terms of training in the gym or was it further and more than that? I feel like when it started, it was for the first couple of years, it was mostly just Kendall. She was doing the in-person training, yeah. but she would go to, uh, you were training out of um, uh, Anytime Fitness for a little while. Mm-hmm. I believe you... Just a few gyms Yeah, just, just kind just of kind contracting of, out yeah. in uh, different spaces. And then when COVID hit, we switched to doing it online, everything virtual. And that's when I kind of jumped on board a little bit more. Yeah, uh, that became a whole different model then. Right? Yeah, the yeah, whole we virtual thing. yeah expanded and because of COVID-19 and and kind of carried on like that uh, to a whole different model. Yeah. yeah it was an interesting thing we were definitely I remember when everything started to hit the fan we kind of got our heads together and tried to think about what we wanted our business to look like at the end of this and I know that in these times of trouble that you know there's the seed of a greater or equal opportunity so uh, we wanted to try to take this challenge and make it something really really good coming out of it so I'm really glad that we were able to jump on the on the virtual thing Mm -hmm. um, when we did. I I feel like with Kendall as soon as she found out that she wasn't able to go into the studio like into the gym she was training out of at the time it was like the day that she found out she couldn't go back. She came up to me and was like, what? This is what we're doing. We're going to do virtual boot camps. We're going to do virtual. Yeah. Like she had it all planned out and ready just like that. Like she was not going to miss a beat. On well, you got one. to do what you got to do. Right? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. The business yeah. changes now you have uh, saying, oh, okay, well, that's the end of. No, no. Yeah. We're going to have to remodel it. And obviously that's what you guys did. Yeah. And I have to give a shout out to all the people that we had that kind of gave us the courage to do that. So we yeah. had people that we were looking up to, mentors and stuff like that, who have just found success in their own business endeavors. And then also the people people we got to work with or get to work with even still I mean one of the girls that we started on with the day the pandemic um, started virtually she still works with me and it's been well three years now over three years so um, it's really fabulous to be able to have people that are willing to support you even when you have to make a little bit you know swing to the left field a little bit it's really fantastic so so now the other thing that you do you still personal training with clients but in combination with virtual, and then you do other things too in terms of advising on diet, lifestyle, and, and you guys are exploring things from where will it go. You are also uh, associated with uh, healthy diet Magnus being one of them, Marcus. Magnum, yeah. Magnum, yeah. yeah. One. yeah. Uh, with products that you believe in and that you're also a sponsor of. So it's kind of expanding your business model into a a new area or additional areas. It's interesting because it's certainly, I find that we're really lucky to be able to be in the fitness industry because it's one of those things where I feel like it's so multifaceted where you're able to have different avenues that really do work towards the same goal. So for our clients, what we do is we try to put together a comprehensive plan. And part of that is making sure that they have, they know what the options are for supplements and food and hydration and sleep and all that. So a lot of that is what we're doing virtually now is that programming and that kind of consultation and stuff like that Um, and then we also have it set so people can come in and they can talk to us in studio for all the same stuff if they prefer to just do classic pen and paper face to face Um, and then of course also having the option for people who are a little more tech savvy and prefer to just do things from home yeah we kind of we did we kind of with COVID we kind of moved away from in-person training did all virtual but now we're now that we have our own studio we're able to kind of focus more on that again but it's nice to have have the background with the virtual training because we can add it 
as a, an extra. You know, if you can't make it into the studio, we can just do a Zoom personal training session or, you know, we give you your plans and your workouts so you can kind of continue on even mm -hmm. when you're not in studio with us, right? You see, the other ideal thing about it is because you've been together for so long and basically have the same look by and large on, mm -hmm. on what you want to provide, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the because if you're just on your own, then you have to, then it's to a limited amount that you can cover because there's only so much of you, yeah. right? There as a team now, and uh, you know, having your own studio, that's not all the long ago that you start buying the house and then kind of renovated it, yeah. and it's still a work in progress, but it's, it's getting pretty much to the point where the studio is doing well. Yeah. yeah. And then Tyler is kind of considering, he has two jobs, part-time yeah. part with Kindle, and then part-time another job that he's kind of slowly phasing out on and then being full-time involved and the little fit wherever that is taking mm -hmm. you yeah. Both, yeah obviously in that you seem to have it kind of laying there now looking forward strategically you know pretty much where you want to go and what that kind of will look like oh yeah like to think the way so. I see it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, that's really, I appreciate that because obviously coming from you, that's a pretty great compliment. I know um, all the time during our sessions and stuff, I'm kind of asking John what he thinks about different like business moves and stuff like that. And it's I always value your opinion so much in that. <laughs> now, the interesting part for the benefit of our guests and they're saying, well, how come she knows him so well and blah, blah, blah. You know, well, <laughs> <laughs> I have to add something to that because not only have I known Kendall when we both want to Vancouver to compete for the na for the provincials and then qualified for the nationals beyond that, is that uh, she was the youngest participant in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. I was the oldest. Yeah. And and so and I know know then already her parents were with her, Tyler was with her and the family was there and then already we knew each other from being already friends because we had been around the Jim uh, scene here, yeah, and then COVID came, and then I had to make a decision as to you know I wanted to kind of start up again and where I had more or less left off and uh, started training again, and then I, I uh, you know the uh, obviously the choice was to I the. The trainer for me is key, mm -hmm. and I've always worked with trainers right from the time that I started working out, I think in 1889. <laughs> is, no, when did I start? 1998? I think, eight, I think 1889 was great. I think <laughs> we can go yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. That fact check, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then since that time, I've had a number of, you know, very, very good trainers, and then, and then especially trainers and uh, you know and uh, that helped me along the way and uh, what comes to mind is uh, Aaron uh, Simpson mm -hmm. a good friend and very special person to yeah. me and then Carly Green and then as they moved on and still are all friends of mine and then uh, you know I had to find a special trainer and that's you you know and Kendall was special to me and I don't want to make you but I have to say this because otherwise uh, you know the, the, I for for me in particular to find the right trainer that a 
knows me and 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 uh, somewhat and then at the same time pushes me to the other areas where you know that always a little bit further mm -hmm. that to get to the level that I want to be at and and again potentially compete again uh, at uh, I'm 82 and a half now you know that uh, you know that in order to do that, I have to have a special trainer working with me. And so Kendall is working with me as my trainer. Has been, you know, and sometimes we talk about it. She has virtually for a year. Yep. And, and uh, you know, even today, you know, be working out and, uh, you know, and, and uh, very structured and, and she knows me well. Initially, I must, you must admit this, oh, yeah. that she thought when, you know, this, uh, you know, although she knew me, she just want, wants to make sure that she doesn't push me so hard I fall over and, and die right there, right? So, you but, know, just doing but, a good yeah, job. But, yeah. but she's, yeah. Don't mind she, me. <laughs> she's past that part now and she really pushes me. No, yeah. And that's precisely what is required. So they, uh, that's what makes it so special. And that allows me then, you know, the, uh, to, to develop the routine of, of the commitment to go to the gym and to be willing to push it to the limits to achieve the levels that you want to mm -hmm. achieve uh, are very important. There are some other benefits that we also are so obvious that, uh, you, know, that uh, you know, that to stay healthy physically and mentally, you know, you have to keep your body moving. And if you wish to move further to be competitor, I'm not suggesting that everybody should, yeah. but even that part is possible. Oh yeah. And and uh, you know and and again uh, you know so uh, very very important. Yeah. yeah. I think that's tremendous, and I think that it's phenomenal that you've been able to commit as much time and energy as you have into the workouts because well. Tyler hears about it all the time, just how hard you're going at the gym and yeah. makes me shake my head how many, it's cool because people will come out and I love when people say, you know, John, like you're, you're a beast, stone cold killer. Like everything that the, the guys come up and say when you're working out, because you're just so impressive. But then on top of that, I also know the things about when, you know, you're proudly calling your wife and saying how much more fit you feel when you're going for your, um, like walks and jaunts and stuff like that down South, or even, yeah. you know, when I'm seeing you working up towards those pull-ups and stuff like that, yeah. or knowing that you're able to move your shoulder again after yeah. years of not, that kind of stuff yeah. just makes it so, it's such a privilege to be able to be a part of anyone's journey and especially somebody who's going to take that and put it to such good use like you do um, yeah. and with how many people you impact. And, and then I hope obviously that it is an inspiration to others in terms of not so much for me to be, oh my, look at this guy, but more or less saying that, uh, you know, that it, it gives the ability to keep you fit mentally and physically and allows me then to do what I do, uh, you know, in the different companies that we have and then uh, even doing all of those and, and all the other things that happen in between, like, uh, uh, you know, riding horses and, uh, you know, and, and uh, being active. And all of that is because of being fit physically and mentally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No question about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even the little things like riding horses and stuff like that is tremendous, but even just little things like trying to get out of bed with some energy in the morning and, you know, keep that exactly. energy till you put your head back down on the pillow. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I, I love to be able to help people with those lifestyle things in between. That's why the bodybuilding, and while I love it and help, love help peeping, helping people get there, uh, we're always so adamant about making sure even with your process that we're doing everything health first, pro-health, yeah. and, then, and then we'll get 
you know, the aesthetic is the cherry on top. Yeah. Um, so we're working towards a couple of, of goals all at once, but I think it's important that we always prioritize that, that wellness uh, yeah. first mm -hmm. and foremost. Mm -hmm. So it is fairly obvious in my mind, at least, that uh, in these programs help, you know, like this will be seen by a lot of people, what we are doing here podcasting and talking about it is that, uh, you know, the, what I found and maybe others will find is that it took me a certain amount of time to make the commitment. I nearly died once in 2008 and then finally decided, yeah, the, I'm going to have to do this in earnest, right? Mm -hmm. Go to the gym, get a trainer. And uh, that's what I did is that so many people make the commitment, especially around New Year's and saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. They do that for a week and then they say, well, uh, mm, I, I can find a hundred reasons that I don't have the time to do this. Yeah. And then they go again and then, but gyms can be very intimidating places. Yeah. You know, because when I first went, uh, you know, the, to the gym uh, and, and uh, you know, the, I don't even know how to sit on the equipment and I, I kind of felt like everybody was watching me and say, look, what is he doing here? Mm -hmm. You know, but that's not the way it is now, you know, that most people are supportive. Yeah. And, and I believe that we will see more and more and more people, partially inspired by people like myself and others, mm -hmm. you know, go to the gym and saying, uh, I want to do this too. Yeah. You know, and I have several times that, and I, you know that from when I'm working out, people come up to me and saying, uh, you know, thank you for, you know, being an inspiration to me and blah, blah, blah. But I usually don't have time because I said, well, I, I, I would like to talk about it, but Kendall is standing here. I say, hey, come here, Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I turned my back for a second. Somebody told him to run away while I wasn't looking. <laughs> so, so where is it going to go from here for the two of you as you go forward? Well, I think the name of the game is impact for us. Uh, yeah, yeah, just kind of reaching as many people as we can. Like, uh, even with, um, we got to get started up again, but Kendall's been doing a lot of YouTube videos yeah. uh, that are just, you know, free 10-minute, five-minute workouts that you can do from home just because we want to be able to show as many people as possible that it's not just good for you, but it can be fun and it can be an enjoyable experience to start so, working out. So do you receive revenue from that? And if so, what does that look like? So on YouTube, um, I'm not monetized on YouTube quite yet, but I am monetized on something similar called Twitch, um, where we do live stream workouts. Right. Um, and that is monetized. So right. with that, um, it just kind of helps support our business. And it's really cool because we're able to actually talk to people all over the planet. Um, we've mm -hmm. got some of our moderators even who help us kind of, they're, they're almost like the, the guardians of the channel, are from Denmark and Belgium. Um, wow. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. tremendous. So That's really cool. it's really nice to be able to spread the good word about just what we want with fitness and fitness, stuff because yeah. we don't want people to know that you don't have to rely on things like these programs that'll kill you or these steroids or anything like that. Like Tyler yeah. and I are both lifetime natural athletes and we're very passionate about that. Yeah. So it's so great to be able to tell as many people as we can um, on a just on a, just an open platform that you, there is other ways you can do it and that it can yeah. be fun, it can be sustainable and it can be something that, that genuinely changes your life, not just in a physical sense, but just your, your confidence, your mental health, you know, your mental stability even is such a huge thing. Yeah, I can see it with people that, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, the, there is not all that much information in, available and to have these things showing or this exercise uh, or, or whatever uh, 
you're trying to show to the public uh, to see it in person is uh, is very important virtually do people then do that while you talking about it or do you show it and then show it to them is there a certain mod model you follow uh, are you talking sorry no good on or the youtube that you were talking about then saying uh, you know the uh, uh, you know but what kind of exercises do you show oh. virtually? So we like to do lots of exercises. I say we, Tyler is my tech guy, so anything I yeah. do, he is the one putting it together behind the scenes. Um, but we like to do lots of things like body weight workouts, calisthenics, things that people can do at home because yeah. we recognize that the gym can be intimidating. Yeah. So we have a couple different series, like we have the body weight series, the dumbbell series, the band series, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that people can kind of have that that variety, even with the studio. You don't need the gym for it. No. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. don't necessarily. Yeah. We do have some that are based on cable machines and stuff that are, you do, do need the gym, yeah. but we just want to make sure that we want to be a reliable resource for people to be able to always go and just get the little fit info, get quality information that we know has been fact-checked and based on studies and research and, you know, anecdotal evidence. Um, so that's kind of what we want to do is just make sure that that expands no matter where you look, you're able to find good quality little fit information. Right. Yeah. Now, the other part that is a very important part of it is uh, diet. Yes. And, and diet uh, also for those that are competing, but also for people that are working out and want to be fit is a very important part of life, but not well understood a lot of time because this, this, you know, if you listen long enough, what you believe is good today changes tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the... Uh, so it's again a very, very important part to understand. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of confusion when it comes to nutrition. There's confusion with the fitness side of things too, but I feel like there's so much more when it comes to nutrition because yeah. one person says this thing's good for you, the next person says it's bad, yeah. one yeah. person says you can't eat any bread, someone else says you can only eat you know grains yeah. and so. It's so it it is so confusing and. And everybody's so different. Everybody, yeah. literally, is so different. So that's one of the things that we try to encourage people to do is always try to, no matter where you hear your information, fact check it for yourself and see if it pertains to your situation. Yeah. Um, because, for instance, training somebody like you who's going as hard in the gym as you are is going to be different than training somebody who only you know goes 60% at the gym. Uh, there's going to be different nutrient demands and stuff there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts. Um, I, I am a nutritionist as well, so it's one of the things that I really love digging in deep is just trying to figure out how we can kind of make people again oftentimes it comes down to energy and feeling good uh, yeah. how we can get people feeling incredible and and really uh, for lack of a better term thriving uh, just because of what they're eating and how they're moving yeah, yeah. And, and and that in in a in another way relates to health again too right so yes. that some people are struggling with things that uh, uh, you know the Good healthcare is hard to find, especially that is, uh, you know, on a consultative basis mm -hmm. and saying, what should I do? What should I eat from diet or from exercise or in terms of supplements? Mm -hmm. Like I go to the supplement store. Now I'm a little bit more aware of it than most people are, but there's so much choice that you say, what do I need to take here? Mm -hmm. You know, and what is the right thing to do? Oh, absolutely. The, the world is your oyster when it comes to information and what you have access to. And like you said, the supplements, the supplement store is a great kind of metaphor because 
when you think about that store is just one physical space, but when you go and let's say you're going to the internet to find one piece of information, it's the exact same problem. There's so many things to look yeah. through and choose from. It's hard to know what's right for you. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely one of the challenges, but that's where I do think there is a lot of value. I know this is not a little biased, but I do think that there's a lot of value in having somebody to be able to help you, even if it's just initially. Um, and that's why we want to make sure we have free resources and stuff just in case people aren't looking to make an investment, but they still want to have a little bit of guidance yeah. because we definitely spent a lot of time spinning our wheels. I mean, Tyler's gained what, 60, 65 pounds now in your Yeah, almost 70 pounds. Yeah. And yeah. that was a... Uh, to, on Tyler's journey of pro health, so he was yeah. looking to gain weight, and I think that I, we both could have definitely um, gone a little bit faster in our journeys, or just gotten a little, been a little bit more effective if we'd had a guideline to start. But mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to learn to do by doing, though. That's what makes us better. Oh coaches. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's another big thing is that a lot of times people will, if they're looking to find a good diet, like whatever the right diet is. Sometimes they'll find something and they'll dive in head first and they'll go for it and it might not work for them. So they give up and they don't try to right. go back and be like, oh, why didn't this work or what could work better? Because it is, it can be very discouraging when you put all your eggs in that basket and you don't see results. So I, I feel like that's why it's like, you, you can try it. Don't put too much like weight on whether or not this specific diet that the internet says is going to work will actually work for you. Just yeah. know that you're trying something, you're working towards a better future for yourself regardless of whether it works out or not just you know do some more research try the next thing keep going just try to be as smart as you can yeah. and as consistent as you can that's Absolutely. the best we can really do yeah honestly now some of the general things uh, is that uh drink lots of water mm -hmm. that's a no-brainer right oh yeah yeah uh, no matter who you are what you are right and then in terms of protein you know the uh you know, the get supplements, you know, the, uh, but get the right ones, right? And you can certainly get enough protein in just like your, your whole food sources and stuff, like getting enough you know, your, your meats and your, your fish and your nuts and your dairies and stuff. That said, I do find supplements just make it a little bit easier because mm -hmm. we tend to need with the water and the protein both so much more than we kind of initially, you would initially consider. So yeah. the protein supplements can just help you bump those numbers up so that you're able to get the max benefit because protein's kind of, kind of the magic key in all this. Yeah. yeah. And then sugar is not good for you. It's one of those oh. things that we're able to <laughs> process a certain amount, but... Yeah, it's, I mean, because, like, there are certain sugars that are good for you. Like, for instance, like, um, apples have sugar in them, but that's where uh, a lot of the vitamins are carried, are in the carbohydrates of, you know, fruits and, and That's veggies. a natural sugar. And right? that's a natural sugar, yeah, yeah. Natural sugar is good for you. In large quantities, it can still have negative effects, yeah. but it is artificial sugar that tends to be, you can have a little bit, it's not going to, you know, kill you no, to have no. a little bit now yeah, and then, but, but, but that's... in proportions, right? Yeah, with, there's not a ton of benefit. With sugar, I would say the number one thing is trying to make sure that you have more benefit than you have mm -hmm. uh, negative in the food. So, for instance, right. with like candy and stuff, it's, it's a lot of like the stuff that's going to make your blood sugar go up, your insulin spike, all that, make you cranky later, but it doesn't have any nutrients. Whereas if you have fruit, it'll make your blood sugar spike a little, but you have so many nutrients, so much fiber that it's, it's worth it. The benefit of it. Exactly. Of it, mm -hmm. it just tilts the scale a little bit. And those blood sugar spikes aren't as rapid as with artificial sugars and sweeteners and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, uh, yeah, those kind of things. And then eat lots of green, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, so, and, and then sometimes there is controversy about meat and, and fish and uh, chicken and, uh, you know, so, and milk and all of those kind of things. And you're never quite sure as to, 
you know, what, what you should eat or what mm -hmm. you should not. You know. That's tough. We definitely try to recommend people to try to not overthink it because it's really yeah. easy to get caught up in things like when they say organic or, you know, free range or grass fed and stuff like that because a lot of those are what they call health halos yeah. where they have kind of little sneaky ways where they're able to do very, very little to get this, this term put on the packaging essentially that just helps with mar helps with the sales helps with marketing mm -hmm. so we don't want people to worry about things like that and just kind of focus more on just the base food mm -hmm. so the recommendation would be like uh, you know you and me talk about diet uh, in in different forms and yeah. you provide me with information is to get it from somebody that is uh, at least knowledgeable and professional in a way uh, you know as you go to uh, uh, you know and exercise or to the gym to find somebody as well that can help you with the diet side of things. Yeah, I think it's really important because with the diet, you don't get to see the results right away. You have no, to, take you, time. it takes time. Yeah. And so it's really hard to know with any certainty that you're doing something correctly when you don't have somebody who knows the process, yeah. like confirming that or assuring you. So I think it's one of those things that it, it does make it a lot easier for a couple of reasons because yeah. also people don't realize that what you eat today affects your tomorrow and not just exactly. in a short term sense, but what you eat this year is going to affect how you feel when you're 80. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things too that we like to encourage people to even just spend a couple months with us because we want to just overload you with the information so that you have a toolbox full of information to be able exactly. to benefit for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's one of those things, we don't believe in scarcity coaching or anything like that. We just want people to see that, that food can change your life. Food and good movement and good sleep and good energy can really change good, everything about good your life. good sleep again is very important too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For yeah. recovery and yeah, yeah. that's yeah. when your body does most of its, yeah. almost all of its uh, physical recovery. Yeah, we kind of, I always like to tell people that we break the muscles down in the gym and then we build them up while we sleep. So that's why it's always really important. We say lots of protein before bed. If you can have some fats before bed as well, like peanut butter or something to slow to the digestion and feed those muscles overnight. Yeah. And you're going to get some pretty sweet gains out of that deal. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Now, the other thing that we just recently you guys went to Arizona. Yes. yes. Was that for a holiday or what did you do? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a holiday. Yeah, well, yeah, no, we had fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, no, we did our first, uh, first half marathon, our first stint at uh, something a little bit different than just doing weightlifting and bodybuilding. Something yeah. a little more athletic. Yeah. Had yeah. you done a marathon before? No. no. no this I, so this involved bike riding, swimming, running, all of that? This one, this one was just the running. We, uh, okay. we did a, kind of just various training for it, but yeah, yeah. it was just, just the run that we did. Um, definitely in the future, after doing this half marathon, I absolutely loved it. I would love to try a full marathon. I would definitely try like, a, I believe it's a biathlon. Oh, oof, I'm hearing. Where you do the multiple, the running and the biking and swimming. That, that would be really cool. You'd like do really the, well at that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that'd be a lot of fun. It was a tremendous experience. It was super fun. It was way harder than I expected. I mean, I generally yeah. like to think that I'm, pretty strong constitution, um, but I was wanting to find the quitting spot pretty quick. <laughs> it was raining, it was negative was, one degree. How long, was it 22 kilometers or so? It was- Yeah, 21, 21 and a half, kilometers? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah 13 miles, yeah. 13, 14 miles. That's a long miles. way to go. It, yeah, was, it was, and it was raining and it was freezing and I have no complaints because yeah. it was the best experience, but uh, this guy handled it probably about 100 times better than I did, that's for well, sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, so we, we went in there with different mindsets. I, Kendall went in there with a goal. She wanted to do two hours for a first half marathon because she's a go-getter. You can't stop her from rising <laughs> to a challenge, even if she's made it up herself. Uh, but I went into it. I just wanted to experience it and see what it felt like. Um, so 
I ended up, I, I finished in about two, two hours, 30 minutes. And I kind of took my time. I was, I, I ran, got the pace that I wanted and kind of just stuck to it. I wasn't worried about speeding up or beating any records or anything like that. So I kind of took my time. It's pretty took good in time though, right? It, I, I felt pretty good about it. We definitely yeah. did a lot of training on the way. So I was, yeah. I was pretty pleased with that. But yeah, I kind of got to slow did it down. Did you guys run together? No. No, um, we got put in different uh, corrals oh yeah. actually. Yeah. So they split you up. Um, and so you start with just big groups of random people. Yeah, so yeah. Tyler started probably about 10 corrals behind me. So he started running about 10 minutes after I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do want to say Tyler got two hours and 25 minutes for a year. Was it two, 225? Yeah, 225? Yeah, something like that. Good. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I, I have... Two little shout outs um, that I need to give out. One is for Jillian or try, try Jill on Instagram because she put together actually the running plan yes. for Tyler and I. Yeah. And uh, she's such an incredible human anyway. But yeah. I just have to say, I know that she's one of your athletes and I've always been yeah. quite proud to be a teammate. Uh, so she really just helped us uh, to be able to smash it, which I'm grateful for. And then our buddy Dave, who uh, helped me finish the, I wasn't able to run with Tyler, but I did catch up to Dave, who in my hardest marathon, or my hardest mile of the marathon, was able to kind of push me through. And it was a good testament to me to be able to see just how much a little bit of moral support can help you when, like I said, I wanted to quit pretty good, um, which surprised me. I thought I'd be stronger than that. But having a friend there to kind of like cheer you on and, and make you rise to make me rise to the challenge that I set for myself was incredible. So with somebody that is, you know, like you very good shape physically, uh, you know, because you've been training for so many, many years, you know, which you, <laughs> which you are, you know, it's saying that, you know, you, you, but you really had not done any running. So did it give you any message in terms of saying, hmm, Hmm, that was harder than I thought it would be. What should I be working on? Because you're going to do more of it. Yeah. That mm. to improve, you know, so that you're a bit more ready for it. Is that just just for my own yeah. idea? Is it because of getting tired too early, or your legs, or your your part of your muscle that you have to build, or what is it? So for me, what, what is the key yeah. to yeah. to being? You know, but he does and but I cannot do. <laughs> well, I would say for me, the key is not going out too hard at the beginning. I will give you the things not to do wrong and then I'll let Tyler yeah. do the things to do right. Um, I would say definitely don't go out too hard at the beginning because you'll get very tired. Everyone told me that and I was confident that I'd listened. But then when I looked back at the stats later, I realized that I was just ran very quickly at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I would also say, try to make sure that you're very consistent with your training. So Tyler and I had actually been training for Boogie with the Starts and I had injured myself in that training. So I had decided to take a little bit of time off running to heal my hip flexor yeah. um, so that we could perform for the dance. Yeah. And then that left me with a little bit less training time than I would have liked. But I do think that I was able, I think that I was, I laid things out in a way that was strategic so that I could get the maximum benefit from both of them. So it was harder yeah. than I think it, it could have been the marathon, but also yeah. I did it. <laughs> and I think that, that I didn't, we didn't get injured or anything and, and I uh. didn't aggravate the previous injury. So I think that I gave it the adequate amount of time. So you're going to do more of it. Oh yeah. 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 And then uh, I've learned from it, but the first one. And then what would you say were some of the success points for the marathon? Honestly, I think one of the biggest things is the mindset. Because I, I went in there without, I didn't really have a goal. I just wanted to run it and finish it. So yeah. I kind of just, I was relaxed. I was very mellow. I was just kind of enjoying the, the feeling. Um, but yeah, it was the, that big difference between mindset where Kendall was thinking, go, go, go. And she kind of did go a little bit too hard right out of the gate. Yeah. Which kind of shot herself in the foot for later on in the race. Whereas I kind of just, I took my time and I was able to, 
run a leisure pace for the first seven kilometers or so before I started to, you know, well, I can walk now because I'm, I'm ahead of where I imagined my goal to be. So I'm yeah. just going to walk. I'm going to take in the view. They had uh, live bands every once in a while on the oh, side. Wow. So I'd slow down and I'd take my headphones out and I'd listen to the band for a little bit just because yeah. I, I, was, I was in there for more for the experience. Yeah. Because um, the thing is, I feel like anyone who's got a bit of training, if you spend a little bit of time training, you can, you can do a half marathon. It's yeah. not about whether you're, whether or not you can do it. It's how yeah. you feel during and after. That's what's yeah. the big difference is. Yeah. Um, so having that kind of a more mellow mindset, I feel like set me up to feel pretty good all yeah. throughout the run. I was definitely yeah. sore afterwards, but yeah. I felt very uh, full emotionally. And that kind of, yeah. that kind of got me through it. So would you start uh, now, if you're going to do another one, would you start your training different then uh, together uh, and saying, well, that's one that you learn as to kind of slow it down. And that's not natural for me. It wouldn't be natural for me either. I'd be pushing it far too hard, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, I, uh, yeah. there was a moment where I did in fact push it far too hard and my body <laughs> certainly let me know. So that was also not my best moment on the, but it, yeah. it's hard. We'll definitely train together lots. That's, I yeah, think, I, think, I think more training. Yeah. We, we did kind of take some breaks. We had a lot going on. So we were, we were training multiple different things at a time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think a little bit more training. We're Working on pacing yeah. I think is, yeah. is the big thing. I enjoy it though because we do train together very well. We work together very well. So it's nice to have somebody that I don't have to like. It's just nice to share the space. I always feel like I have somebody to talk to. And yeah. Yeah, he's no. kind of tied to the tied to the cardio as yeah. well. So he's stuck yeah. there listening to me. No. Yeah. Well, and you guys have so much in that way you complement to each other, right? So the the other thing that, uh, you know, the I remember you talking about uh, at one time to me about horses. Yeah, you grew up on a farm-like setting. Uh, I, I had horses, yeah. yeah. We grew up out by the airport, so we yeah. lived out in the country. We by didn't... the airport in Prince George, Peden Hill in that area. Um, yes, yeah. 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 So we, we had like a, a couple horses and stuff and some dogs, but like not, uh, nothing too extraordinary or exotic. <laughs> no, no, but yeah. still. Yeah. 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 So he's got Diablo is my, my horse that my, my grandfather bought for me when I was a child, and he's... He's old, fat, and happy now, so he's just in retirement at my parents' house, and yeah. And, 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 but you were riding Western, or what were you doing? Yes, so I rode Western. Yeah. I actually just recently, um, it was the first time in a decade I've actually been on a horse. My friend put me on her uh, show horse. She okay. is a competitor still, so. Okay. Uh, and it's, Western? Uh, English, actually. So oh, yeah. Dressage? Uh, I don't believe it's dressage she does like jumping and stuff like oh that. jumping yeah. okay yeah. yeah and so she okay. put me on this very fancy horse and that's where i learned that i can no longer ride i thought it would be like learning to ride a bike but i'll tell you it's not <laughs> no why i just about fell on my can i uh <laughs> yeah. did she come off i almost came off but yeah. i uh was able to squeeze that's why i like to work out keep the legs strong i was able to stay on pretty good but yeah. i it was it was surprising how so, hard too it was. close yeah yeah, I don't know if it was the difference between Western and English because you know that you don't have the horn. Granted, you're never supposed to hold the horn anyway, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm riding English dressage, right? And, uh, you know, so, uh, and I started quite late with that. With a lot of the things that I did, I started late, I guess, uh, you know, the, uh, anyway. So I must have been uh, probably close to 72 when I started. And uh, the first time that I rode, Oh my God, on uh, English Dessage, they put me on the horse and, uh, you know, and this horse was supposed to be, uh, you know, don't worry about him, 
But but a lot of people were watching, and I ended up hanging around his neck. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They, and they and on they say, "Bill gone, Billy not go, Billy fell off, fall off. He's still on, he's still on." Oh my God, you know. So it's amazing how strong those necks are, hey? When they yeah. catch a grown man like that. <laughs> yeah, and and anyway, then from then and I got better on it, and uh, you know, but I still like it very much. You know, horses, uh, you know, it's special animal, mm-hmm. really. You know, so. But also a good exercise. But again, you have to be fit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh incredibly. I mean, just to be fair to the horse, if we're being honest. Yeah. And then, of course, with the posting and stuff, specifically with English, you have to really make sure that you are using your legs so much more than people realize. Yeah. And that uh, that slapped me right in the face when I went back on the horse. I forgot just how much inner leg that is. The next day, I was quite sore. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very saddle sore the next day. <laughs> yeah. So... So the other thing that, uh, you know, you've been quite involved, both of you have been quite involved in community events. And so tell me a little bit about that, uh, you know, what you've been doing and, and together in your, you know, uh, for the community. I think just anything we can is yeah, an answer really, to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kendall's just... got uh, signed up for the Wheeling Warriors to do the... Uh, What's the name of the trip that you're doing? Tour de Cure. Tour de Cure, yes, yeah. that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. I'm just so inspired. Um, you know, Karen is just such an incredible person, what she's created with the Wheeling Warriors. And yeah. I don't know. It's so There's so many people in Prince George. You could look and there's just a dozen people who I would just it love to. It raised well over a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that will be spent in northern BC. That in particular is critical about it. We've been quite involved with them, although I was surprised supposed to ride it but I didn't uh, you know but still uh, you know it's it's a, an amazing event a lot of people are involved in it well we're so fortunate to have such an incredible cancer research facility yeah. at, at our disposal no, and so it's no really important I think that you know I'm fortunate and that it's not something that I've had to endure but for yeah. instance, when I'm writing, I'm going to be writing for my grandmother and then for Jillian um, that I was talking about before. Because well, sure. I think that, you know, just because I haven't personally had to experience doesn't mean that I don't, I shouldn't be in there and trying to do, you know, what I should be what doing. Can, so, yeah. 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 yeah, I think what's that uh, quota? Our rent for our time here on earth is service to others or service yeah. to others is our rent for our time here on earth. So mm-hmm. I really yeah. do believe that. Yeah. Were you born in Pinjoy? I was, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, how about you, Tyler? Yeah. There? Yeah, born, born in Prince George, yeah. So the, uh, you know, even at your young age, you know, but uh, I've been here since 1965. This area in the particular city has so immensely changed from when I came here in 1965. It was a uh, uh, then considered to be a, uh, a a boom town, and it was a question of uh, when did you get here and when are you leaving? You know, a place to make money and then get out. Yeah. And obviously it has changed immensely over the last 20, 30 years, and yeah. particularly in the last 10, 15. And it, what comes to mind is the University of Northern Miss Columbia, the uh, uh, CNC, the uh, College of New Caledonia, and all their uh, satellites around us. Mm-hmm. And again, for a guest, I said it at the introduction, that Northern BC is so unique because within 20, 30 miles from here or, or 40, 50 kilometers of here, we've probably got 500 lakes, if not more than that. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, you know, where we are now, and you can see it behind me for our guest, that's virtually downtown Prince George, but in a very short distance from here, uh, you know, the 
there are moose, there are deer, there are bears, there are any kind of animals that you would imagine are all around us. And in fact, I remember you and me talking and <laughs> there's a bear, a black bear that is kind of uh, likes your neighborhood there. <laughs> Indeed he <laughs> <Yes>. did. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. And which is not uncommon and like, uh, uh, you know, to see all of that and then still have the seasons here, although you know, we have a bit of winter, not quite the way it used to be at one time, yeah. but it has the, you know, the spring, the summer, uh, you know, the fall, the winter, and uh, all of that I like, uh, you know, in, in this area. And mm -hmm. it makes it such an amazing, amazing place that uh, has changed so much. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. incredible. People ask us sometimes if, if we're going to leave Prince George or what our plans are. And I mean, we're just so happy to be able to root down here. I mean, yeah. it was wonderful that my parents found Prince George because neither of them were born here. So I was grateful that they that they had set their roots here so that we were yeah. able to be put into a place where uh, not only is there a really good community, but I also feel like there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. So I feel like there there's a place for me to be able to go in and make an impact. Yeah. And so I feel like Prince George is just, it, it, it's perfect for us because we're able to be around so much good and then also hopefully do so much good. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's, I think one of the things that's really nice about this city is that, you know, there's two sides to every coin, but more and more I'm just seeing what incredible people are around and, and how much people are willing to go out and, and just give it all to, to help each other out and to just, yeah, yeah. Which yeah that's, it's amazing. That's definitely one of my, like about the community events and stuff that we do. Like we try to get involved with as many as possible because the people you meet, when you're out doing those charity events and stuff are just they're incredible some of the best people i've ever met they're so friendly so nice and you realize who you know you're sharing your neighborhood with right yeah and so. and prince george about eighty thousand people plus or minus it will expand substantially in the next 10 15 years oh yeah i think it will be at least double that size mm -hmm. at least in my opinion yeah because there's so huge amount of uh, potential mm -hmm. but still it feels like although eighty thousand people is a fairly big city but it's still a small city considering all of that. Yeah. You know, for me to go to work, it takes me six, seven minutes. And, uh, you know, in the same with you guys, you're about six minutes, seven minutes from downtown yeah. uh, Prince George. And, uh, you know, it has still all that opportunity uh, that is here. And uh, the other part that has helped, and this is a good example of our podcasting, is being seen all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, we are podcasting virtual, as you can see here on that screen, uh, you know, from Central Europe and North America and Sweden and from all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it feels like we are sitting side by side if we're podcasting somebody from the other side of the world. It's just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. when, mm -hmm. when I first came here, I sent telegrams to my parents, you know, uh, Hi, hello, I hope you're okay. And then, uh, you know, uh, stop, I'm okay, stop, I need money, stop, you know, and, uh, you know, that kind of a thing. Then now, you know, my cell phone, uh, I could get a call from Europe, just no problem at all. Yeah. Talk back yeah. and forth and then, or virtual or podcasting like this, uh, you know, our podcast will be seen all over the world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the... Uh, which is just amazing. And, uh, and then podcasting, relatively new, you know, like when we started, Kendall, you were the first one. I think it was uh, 2020, July the 10th or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
you know, which doesn't look like a long time ago, but it does in terms of podcasting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there was not much podcasting going on at that point. And, uh, but now it's all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then in our particular case, because we've been doing that for a while, between the different social medias, the, uh, between our books, and I'm going to show you our books here, uh, and doing that and then doing the podcasting and then being on social media, I think we had something like 3 million people viewing, mm-hmm. you know, in, in 3.2 million in, I think, February. Wow. That's in amazing. January, something like 2.2, yeah. or the average about 6 million over yeah. there, yeah. you know. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes so far and so wide that it makes it unique. Yeah, yeah you know? absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. It's really incredible what you've been able to do with these in the last oh, yeah. 99 podcasts. Yeah. yeah. And so the other thing that I did, I wrote a book and, and I gave you a copy. Of it, but yeah. Did I give you, give you guys a copy? I Indeed, signed it, yeah. Right? yeah. So this is not about uh, hurrah, hurrah, John, how successful he is. But in spite of it all, you know, and, mm-hmm. and considering all the challenges along the way, uh, you know, the message is simply never give up mm-hmm. and stay the course. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's something like what we said earlier is that, that if things don't quite come the way you had hoped they would go, you say, well, I give up. You know, no, that's not what you want to do. That's mm-hmm. the time that you want to stay the course and then, and then things will become easier. Absolutely. So this is the book that I did, uh, you know, the quite popular actually. Mm-hmm. And then... I did another book as well, and uh, I gave you copies of this book as yes. well. Mm-hmm. And, and you may say, "Well, why would you write a book about that?" Is that? <laughs> it's because I'm ADHD. That's why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And and they say ADHD, attention deficit hyperattention disorder. It's it's not a disorder. It's it 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 is a superpower. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is virtually not a day that I go by. When I first, I found a book here on 4th Avenue when I was 57 years old. And, uh, and, and you know, and I looked at the book and it, it was driven to distraction. And I opened it, don't ask me why, but I did. And, and it said ADHD. And all of a sudden, I put on the light, I said, oh my God, now I finally know who I am. Mm-hmm. I was not very successful in school and I failed grade three and on and on and on. Not very good, but partially because of this, but mm-hmm. it's also the superpower and it made me, but I've done since is not so much, not again talking about success, hurrah, hurrah, but more doing all the things that I'm able to do in a lot of ways is because of ADHD. And that is virtually not the day that I go go by that somebody says to me, I didn't know this, but I'm also ADHD. And in fact, I I met somebody uh, about a month ago ago, and and she said to me, I talked to my doctor, and he believes that I got ADHD too. (laughs) And 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 her name is uh, Kendall. (laughs) Called out. True story, true story, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was no surprise. When I told John, he's like, well, you could have just had your doctor yeah. call me. I could have yeah. told them that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and it's a benefit and it's a superpower, you know. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that, uh, that, and actually we are working on the book today, 
that uh, will be printed in July. I made a commitment, I'm going to write a book every year. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that is book number three. And uh, the third one that comes out in July is uh, uh, Finding Your Passion, Living the Dream. And, and what it is about is that people that are searching for young people, in some cases they are whatever age, uh, doing things that they don't like to do and they hate their jobs, well, that affects their whole entire life and everything around them. And uh, change, you know, so, and that book is partially about all of that. Mm -hmm. And we are now to the point that we are in the final stages of the book it will, uh, uh, you know, go to uh, to get it, what they call print ready, yeah. and we will have it in July, you know, and uh, so, and, and I'm quite excited about that, you yeah. know, and uh, it will be quite popular. These books are, are very, very popular mm -hmm. around the world, actually, and then I'm doing the uh, auto, uh, the narration mm -hmm. of it myself, yeah. And uh, I do that with the other book as well. On Audible, right? You're able yeah. to find that? Yeah. yeah. And then the other one that I want to do after that, and we're kind of already getting ready for that somewhat, is, uh, you know, the living young, dying old. Mm -hmm. And what has a lot to do with that is what we are doing in terms of staying fit, staying mentally fit, physically fit. And then, you know, and, and, and then the other part is... Uh, you know, what I believe in is the 2547 is the cost of my book, but that's what I had in my pocket when I came here, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but attitude, passion, work ethic, what follows is success, mm -hmm. you know. So, and that will, will become an important one, but it will include also the things in terms of, you know, lifestyle, some of the things that we're doing there, but also in terms of staying fit, mm -hmm and healthy. Not necessarily going to compete in the Olympics, that idea, but, but still, you know, make it not just a hobby, but, you know, staying physically fit and enjoying it. You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. It's not, you know, fitness isn't for people who want to just go and compete or like you said, compete in the Olympics. I yeah. think it's phenomenal for people to know that fitness is something that our, every single human on this planet was designed to move yeah. and your body and mind will be happier if you do. So just even baseline amounts of movement. I don't even, I don't even want to call it fitness because people already sometimes feel like there's a prerequisite that's required there, but just moving a little bit and just giving yeah. your body a little bit more love. Um, and which you have been doing, you are full on working out. You are pushing hundreds of pounds in the gym, but it's really great to see that there is this, this spread that it can go, you know, it doesn't have to be a big competitor lifting 360 pounds on a leg press like you have. You can also, you know, go for a walk in, in mm -hmm. the, yeah. the sunset or go to one of those lakes you were talking about, go for a little swim with your dog, that kind of thing. Be active physically. Yep. Activity, exactly. Yeah. yeah, to be and, active. And, and, uh, and, and then be careful with your diets, understand it, you know, and, and stay uh, positive minds, avoid the negative, yeah. all of those kind of mm -hmm. things, you know, yeah. so that are important. That's crucial because you do become what you're around. And I do find since we've changed our, just everything about trying to immerse ourselves in a, in a pos positivity, whether that's socially or in our community or, or just what we're doing with our job, it's amazing what an impact it's made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about a little bit is that uh, uh, some other things you have been doing in the community in terms of... Uh, 
you know, cont contributing to the community, a more healthy community, and, and some of the events that have been going on. Uh, there was, uh, you know, New Year's Eve, there was kind of a dance going on. Yeah. Tell us a little bit of that. Well, we did Boogie with the Stars. How, how did you, how does he, did they call it? Uh, boogie. Boogie with the Stars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Boogie okay. with the Stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did, uh, we did good. I, I loved it. We uh, got yeah, to really sh shake things up a little bit. We didn't know that it was um, ballroom specific. Ballroom, yeah. <laughs> so we went in with a nice little hot contemporary number to get everybody confused. And yeah. it was amazing. It was so fun because... When we went into it, we knew that we wanted to do it to raise money for a good cause, and we wanted to kind of put how we felt about each other, uh, just put yeah. that to use to yeah. make something creative. So, now I, I was involved in that quite a bit along the over the years, and and so with Peter and Pass, you know, they uh, uh, I podcasted them here once, yeah. and they they were very good, and uh, so we were trying to th that particular year we were trying they were trying to raise thirty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. And I had been training over the summer. It doesn't come natural to me, but this pass. And, uh, you know, so uh, for our dance. And uh, that particular evening, it was absolutely fabulous, as I'm sure you will tell us the same, mm -hmm. is yeah. that, uh, you know, we were supposed to raise about 30000 It was 90000 that oh, was wow. raised. Yeah. And, and, and it's not so much the number, but that was the whole idea of the... Boogie of the Stars. Mm -hmm. Bring yeah. people together, make it a fun event, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, and that's what it is. Very, very popular. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. it was yeah. incredible. It was great, especially considering that it had to be pushed back. So uh, I think twice it got canceled due, uh, due to COVID. because of COVID, right? Yeah. So it was the first year that it came back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the turnout was fantastic. Like it was a full house, so it was great to see that yeah. many people come out and support it. And I believe they hit their donation goal. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I do believe we we beat it. So yeah, and yeah. and you did pretty good, right? Um, with I'd our like dancing, I'm really so. excited. I think next year we're now that we've been able to test the waters, we're gonna go in and I'm ready to make a splash. I want to go in and yeah. just make. Yeah. Now let's see, Jeff, if he can see what it kind of looked like. It's okay. This is really cool. It's really Some sad way oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. So 